Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets, and this is going to be a fun edition, folks. Of course, I'm meteorologist Steve Knight, but we've got three meteorologists. Uh, we've done this a few times, but I don't think we've ever had this combination. So uh, we've got Tom and we've got Ed. Hey, guys. Hello, hey, Steve. This is like a, a meteorologist party here. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, we're all at remote locations, and, and Tom and I were talking about this, that we're old enough to remember that uh, back in the day, before things like Skype, we had these <laughs> things called party lines, and yes. uh, that's what this feels like now. We're on a we're on an old-school party line on the phone. <laughs> and Ed, the thing about the party lines, you never knew who was out there. Right. You know, it could be eight people. It could be one other person. Right. right. <laughs> there could actually be ten people on this call. There could right. be right now. We don't know. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about Skype is, you know, when Steve calls me and Tom calls me, your picture's up. So I, 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 I remember what you guys look like. <laughs> this, well, is true. Right. <laughs> this is true. That's a start. That's a start. So here we are in May, guys, and it's on the chilly side. You want to start there? Yeah, what is going on? You know, that's one of the questions people always ask is, you know, just why? You know, why is it this way? And you know, I, I, as I like to say, I like to joke, uh, being a bit of a South Park fan, but, you know, uh, we can blame Canada, really. <laughs> Literally, in this case, we could, Steve. Yeah. I think you're right. All uh, of the cold air comes from there. Yes. Right, exactly. Uh, in this case, it's really just the overall pattern. Uh, but Ed and I have talked about this, and, and Steve, you know this. A lot of people say don't plant anything until Mother's Day, and this is a good reason why, uh, especially in our northern counties, you can still get these 40s at night. And here we are, uh, you know, the Mother's Day weekend. So it's not unusual, but mentally we're kind of like, oh, we made that jump into the warmer weather, right? Yeah, and especially when, you know, uh, last Sunday, you know, we were in, well into the 80s. I believe 87 was the high, right, Ed? Am I, am I right there? Yeah. Yeah, right, yep. right around there, yeah. And we hit 80s, I believe it was a Tuesday we were in Tuesday, the 80s. Right? I know the, the days all start to – we're like everybody else. The days all start to run together. But it was Tuesday we were into the 80s. So you get these teasers, you know, uh, and then when you put together – but I would say this. I mean, you know, we have been stringing together uh, basically month after month after month. Uh, most months, and if you go back really the last three years, I, off the top of my head, I would say 85 to 90% of our months have been above average in terms of yeah. overall temperature. So this is a little unusual because not only is it, you know, cool here in the short term over our Mother's Day weekend, but it's looking pretty cool straight into mid-May. It, it really is. And it seems to kind of reinforce itself. So, yeah, we'll get that occasional warm day. But as you mentioned, the predominantly will be at or below average, which, yeah, kind of breaks that pattern we've had for the last year or more. You know, there's even some days it looks like that we struggle just to even hit 60. And that could be really dependent on, you know, how much sun we see day to day. <laughs> yeah. So, well, the other pathetic. Thing the other thing that came out was what we call the new climate normals, you know, because we're always saying, hey, it's above average or what's normal. So now the new rolling average goes from 1991 to 2020. So, you know, if you put the where that rubber meets the road is basically our normal high for this day, for example, would have been 69. Now it's 71. Right. So we, we've upped those at a, a degree or two. And uh, I think that makes the cool stand out even more, don't you think? I totally agree. I was running a graphic this morning, to your point, Tom, where you know our average high this time of year uh, is 71 degrees. And uh, you know by the time we get into next week, we're talking 72, 73, because those averages do get higher pretty quickly this time of year. But it makes that graphic make those 60s 
uh, look a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, wow, you know, not, not only are we going to be below average, but, you know, pretty significantly uh, below average here, uh, especially over the weekend. You know, we, we may struggle to hit 60 here on Mother's Day weekend. That's crazy. That's yeah. really crazy. You yeah. know, and I always like to say this when we get into a below normal pattern like this. Um, had this happened back in January yeah. or February, <laughs> this would have been a bitter cold stretch. Yeah. Probably with a little bit of snow. I, th- I thought you were going to say a big snowstorm. Like, oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would never do that to our listeners. Well, I think, you know, what I always, you guys probably too, you always get frustrated when people go, oh, we didn't have a spring, man. We went right from yeah. winter to, to summer. And that is certainly not the case this year. No. I think we've had we've had some really nice stretches in April. Um, you know, May is going to hold everything in check, it looks like. So we're not going to go right from that cold to the hot. Yeah, good point, because it, it seems like that that does come up every year. Well, we never – this, as far as I'm concerned, and you guys might may feel differently, but I, I think this has actually been not only – um, you know, a bona fide spring in terms of our weather pattern, but it's been pretty nice too. Yeah, it's been really nice. And the other thing is we've had, you know, we're getting a little bit behind moisture wise, but we've had our fair share of rain. So we're not looking at drought. We're not looking at, you know, really dry conditions going into the hotter months. Yeah, that's always a good thing, especially, you know, this time of year when we are getting into kind of that, that peak growing season. And you, uh, I believe if it, I, I, I haven't looked down in a couple of days, but I, I think we're if we're behind, it's by yeah. like a quarter of an inch. That's really about it uh, in terms of rainfall for the year. So we're in pretty good shape. Um, that does lead me to the next thing I was going to talk about was okay. it also looks like we do have some more rain chances uh, on the way here over the next, <laughs> at least over the next five days or so. Yeah, and you know, the pattern seems to be every two or three days we have that chance for rain, which, you know, as far as growing stuff and getting into that spring feel, that's that's what you want. You don't want to get into a, a super dry pattern. Uh, the good news is the severe stuff seems to have stayed to the south, um, so we're getting the rain without the nasty side of rain. Yeah, that's the benefits to being, you know, below normal. You just don't have as much energy to get those storms firing up. So that is a, that is a, a bright side. Yeah, sure. no doubt about it. It's it's that time of year when we hope to pick up the rain before we get into uh, all of those drier, hotter months. So speaking of hotter, okay. uh, Tom, you yeah. uh, you had a interesting conference call uh, this week with uh, our friends at the National Weather Service, uh, kind of talking about getting ready for the the hot summer months and and uh, kind of the thought process that goes into their their warnings when it comes to heat here in Central yeah. PA and. Talk a little bit about that. Well, the the conference call was titled Heat Messaging. Mm. And uh, in our world, that just means, you know, how do you get people to, to understand what's happening and, and get them to, uh, you know, react and, and take precautions. In this case, with the heat, uh, we actually came down from national folks uh, via our local National Weather Service office and State College. But basically what they were talking about is what they call their tools. You know, they put out a heat index. They put out, hey, what are the highs and lows are going to be? And basically, you know, we, we are the messengers. We're the voice uh, the mouthpiece for that. Um, so they were kind of asking, you know, how do people react? How do you do that? But then further that is, what is the community impact? So for example, we get into those real hot stretches in July or August, and we have to open up, or at least uh, a lot of communities will open up cooling centers, places where people who don't have access to air conditioning can can get that, uh, you know, get that relief. So the interesting part was we kind of got stalled in the conversation because Heat's kind of an obvious thing, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
it affects everyone differently. Like, for example, I, I'll go out and cut the lawn in 95 degree heat. It doesn't bother me. My wife can barely make it to the mailbox in 95 degrees. You know, <laughs> everybody has a different threshold. So that messaging is a little difficult that, hey, heat is really dangerous, uh, especially sustained over a period of time. So how do you communicate that? And one of the things that came out of it was, you know, if you look at in our careers, things like uh, turn around, don't drown have just been drilled into people's minds mm -hmm. and they start to get that. So there's no real catchy phrase like beat the heat or something that's come along and really caught the attention of of the of the public. So what came up was um, examples of where things have been bad. And you got to go back to the there was a huge heat wave uh, in 95 that killed people in Chicago. They were literally like trapped in their homes trying to stay cool and, and, and a lot of people died of heat stroke in their own uh, you know apartment buildings and things that just could never cool off so I'll throw it out to you guys what do you think is some of the the good messaging there well you know and I to your point Tom I mean I, I think it really comes down to you know people's tolerance but also we we always get very concerned about you know elderly folks and 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 you know um, you know let's let's be honest I mean you know the three of us live in a world where air conditioning is a part of our world, whether it's at home right. or whether it's at work. And, you know, we always have to, you know, be mindful of those folks. Look, there are some people that could afford air conditioning that just choose not to have it. Uh, they're, they're old school, but, but, yeah, you know, it yeah. affects everybody differently. So I think it is challenging to, uh, to get that heat messaging out there uh, in terms of the overall danger uh, to the public. What do you think, Ed? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think one of the biggest struggles we have is that you can't, you can feel heat, but you can't see it. You know, so pe people don't, you know, it's not, I, I think people are much more prone to act when they can visually see something coming at them. I mean, that's why tornadoes are so, that's why people are petrified of, of them. That's why people are mesmerized by them because you can see them coming. But right. it's those threats that are, you know, insidious, you know, because heat creeps up on you and then you realize you're not feeling well because you're, you're getting into some sort of heat related illness. So it kind of sneaks up at you. You don't see it coming. So honestly, some of the best messaging we can have is reinforcing what could happen. And unfortunately, we see what could happen a lot during the summer when, you know, kids or pets are, are left in the car. Mm -hmm. right oh, boy, yeah. So it, it really comes down to the, um, to the uh, really sad kind of storytelling that, that we see on repeat almost every single year. But it's those stories that grab people's attention and right. make them act, which is good. Um, so right now, the, the biggest indicator, obviously, is heat index. So we take the uh, the air temperature combined with the humidity, and we say, okay, heat index or feels like values are, uh, you know, 100 or it feels like 95. So right now, we have uh, excessive heat watch. That's kind of like the first thing. And that moves to a heat advisory when that heat index gets uh, greater than 100. And then the excessive heat warning is based on a heat index of 105. So that's basically where we're at uh, right now. Where we're moving toward, as far as a, a weather enterprise, National Weather Service, is something called the Wet Bulb Global, uh, Globe Temperature, or the WBGT. Say that three times. Yeah, first. really. Um, but th what this is supposed to do is take in more uh, parameters. So right now we just basically take temperature and humidity. So now we're going to take temperature, humidity, factor in the wind, factor in solar, you know, how intense is the sunshine, um, and really come up with a better indicator of heat stress. So I haven't really broken down the formula, but it's supposed to incorporate all those things. And um, the hard part is it's not really a value per se. It's like a 
like a percentage or, you know, it's a, it's a level of stress as opposed to, hey, it's going to feel like 100. So it's, the messaging here is going to be a little more difficult, I think, to, to get folks to understand it, but that's where we're moving toward. Yeah, and that's probably going to, you know, come down to us. I mean, you know, that that's a formula that's, you know, being designed by uh, National Weather Service. Uh, but, right. you know, that's going to come down. That That's, you know, when it comes into our wheelhouse, it's uh, – you know, it's our we job to uh, to educate, yeah, the the public right. as to what exactly that means. You know, it's funny you should bring that up, Tom, because um, I won't name names, but um, a few years ago, a number of years ago, uh, a consultant uh, uh, came to town and was going over <laughs> one of my forecasts. And uh, in the midst of the forecast, I was giving the dew point, and. Uh, the consultant said to me, oh, no, you can't talk about dew points because pe- people don't understand it. They don't. And I was like, well, but do you see there on the map where it shows the dew points? You see how I have that little key that shows what different <laughs> dew points mean? And once it gets 70s is oppressive. Like, so I, I was basically trying to defend my, my, my you know, ground and say, you know, I, I actually, it's kind of our job to educate the public. And I think people, if I tell them that 70s are bad and I show 70s it. on a map, they'll the, the people are smart enough to get it. And literally, this consultant said to me, no, 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 no. You got to show relative humidity. And I about <laughs> fell out of my chair because as you guys know, relative humidity is about the worst thing you can show when trying to yeah. convey the message of humidity. Because, you know, uh, warm air holds more moisture than hot air. So, you know, right. 80% humidity at 80 degrees is much different than 80% humidity at 30 degrees. And, yeah, that kind of went by the wayside long ago. And the, and the move, in addition to that um, wet bulb globe temperature, is to combine the climatic data with health stats. In other words, who, who are the vulnerable populations? Um, so it's different, for example, in Minneapolis than it is in Atlanta, for example, where people sure. are a little more acclimated to the heat. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Yeah, that's well, interesting. Steve, sir, go Steve ahead, circling back, back to the consultant who just wanted you to show relative humidity. Right. You know, <laughs> careful, <I'm> careful. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting because the reason why you wanted to show dew point he was proving your point because it didn't sound like he quite understood what relative humidity meant. Right. Because that's not like a, yeah. it's not like something you would use to describe, you know, a, a day where it's going to be super hot and humid. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, he's kind of proving your point. Yeah. Well, I did what uh, what I normally do when consultants come to town and, you know, they tell you not to do that. So for about, three or four days when I knew he would still be paying attention to what I was doing before he moved on to the next market, before he was then concerned about, you know, the meteorologists in, in uh, Savannah or the meteorologists in Myrtle Beach. I, I played the game for about three days, and I went back to doing it the way I always did it. Right. Yeah, that was Steve Knight saying that. Steve Knight. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so we're headed toward um, severe weather season. I just want to bring this up because this just happened uh, this week. There was a confirmed tornado in, of all places, Weedville, Pennsylvania. Mm. Uh, it was uh, an EF1, 90-mile-per-hour winds so briefly, but basically we're talking you know, well north of Punxsutawney. But it does give us a little uh, wake-up call here that we're headed into our severe season. So what are you guys' feelings on that? Obviously, it's been very active in the South. Do you think we'll, we'll get the same? It's hard to say at this point. Uh, you know, up until this week, 
uh, there really hadn't been a whole lot of tornadic activity across the country. This week threw that equation out the window, obviously. Um, but as it stands right now, I mean, and this we're getting into kind of like prime time for severe weather yeah. really here in May. Yeah. But I got to tell you, with these cooler numbers that I think are going to linger for at least the next 10 days or so, um, you know, we'll see. Things can always change. But uh, as of right now, if I was a betting man, I'd have to say we'd probably come in below average in terms of overall severe weather and certainly below average in terms of tornadoes. I hope I'm right. Yeah, I hope yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, you always want to blow active season in, in terms of that. I mean, anytime we get a pattern switch, that's always the period you got to watch because whenever the atmosphere is trying to shift patterns, that's oftentimes when you see more storminess. So eventually we are going to get out of this cooler pattern. It looks like that's going to happen sometime during the last 10 days of May. And typically last 10 days of May, first 10 days of June are climatologically speaking active around here sure. severe weather wise. So we still have that most active part of the season climatologically speaking ahead is just when we switch this pattern in time and we probably will, but uh, there's nothing that we're seeing that would s suggest any severe weather threat for the foreseeable future, which is good. And and we were fairly quiet last year too. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, Ed and I did one tornado warning together, I remember, and that's the only one I can remember actually breaking in uh, to broadcast. Can you guys remember any more than that? There was only one last year? Yeah, and I think Steve was uh, pretty close to really doing close. Wall, wall coverage with Isaias. Really uh, close. Remember that? Yeah, yeah I mean, of course you remember it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, obviously that that was coming through. I, and I, if I remember correctly, Ed, you were you were in New Jersey, yeah. uh, near your place there, and uh, sending us back some some live stuff, and and that was really close. That was uh, where we uh, had tornadoes just to our south in Maryland, had tornadoes right. uh, had tornadoes that were actually west of Philly. Uh, and I believe there was one that was maybe even uh, like Eastern Berks County, if I recall. But it was it was really close, and it, and I was like any second now. This is, <laughs> you know, it's where you sit there and you go, you're, you're totally ready to go on the air. Yeah. You've got everything all primed, and you, you're you're watching these storms, and you're going, man, any second now, we're gonna rock and roll. And you just you sit there for an hour and a half and don't move, you know. <laughs> and yeah. And this was actually a topic I discussed with the National Hurricane Center today. I spoke with the director earlier on, and we were talking about National Hurricane Preparedness Week, which happens next week. And obviously, when you're dealing with the threat of a hurricane, um, you have a lot of time to prepare because you can see it maybe impacting your area a week out, but with severe weather, the threat's much more imminent when the threat coming. I mean, it could just be, you know, five minutes and, and all. Hurricanes not only do produce thing and and wind, but they can produce tornadoes like Isaias did back in uh, last summer. Well, that and uh, you know my thing. I'm always the flood guy. Going, uh, you know, we've been through it, and it seems to me we've we've had a, a while since we've had a, a significant flood. Mm. So I think we always need to be you know ready and prepared for that. So we are working on our uh, severe weather special coming up on May the 20th, where we'll give you some good pointers and reminders about all those kind of things. But uh, as Steve mentioned, we're getting into the meat of uh, severe season, and it's a good reminder to be ready. Yeah, you know, it's almost like you've done this before, Tom. I mean, that was that was a brilliant segue. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to make sure that we talked about our severe weather special, which we're going to take over uh, the 530 News 
on uh, May the twentieth, and uh, we we you know we do this uh, in the winter, we do this in the spring, uh, but it's our chance to we get we get an entire half hour to talk weather. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you know, mark Dream your calendar, sure. set your DVR. But again, that's going to be Thursday, May twentieth, at uh, five thirty. We are going to do our severe weather special and. Um, it's fun for us. We get to talk about uh, a, a lot of lot of weather stuff. Some of it, admittedly, is uh, a little bit geeky at times. But we also, you know, we we make it for everybody. But we also know that you know a lot of the true weather nuts that would listen to this podcast and are really into weather will will definitely be tuning in. And uh, we hope to have some some entertaining content for you folks. Hey, Steve. Speaking of that, I heard this might be a rumor that Ed may be dressed as a cicada in the show. <laughs> 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 our chief photographer bill siders is also pushing this so i i, I think it's a brilliant a idea i may not have a choice i don't even have sick well no i i think they are making cicada costumes it's amazing this has this whole thing has so much more fanfare this time around because uh we have we have twitter oh we totally the social the social media aspect of it yes. from 17 years yes. ago is amazing yeah it's so different no one had a Facebook profile back the last time this happened. You know, the last, you know, if you if you watched Friends, the last time, the last episode of Friends aired with the last emergence. So that, that's how far you have to go back. There's so much stuff that happened so long ago when you want to put that 17 years in perspective. Wow. Wow. Well, it's great to catch up with you guys, man. This has been fun. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we go, I, I just want to wrap up on one note here. Now, I don't know if you noticed this or not, Tom, but when I started the podcast, uh, I did not, I did not give you the fanfare or the introduction as chief meteorologist, um, which I probably you know should have done. But I've been thinking. I got to thinking to myself. Uh, okay. Are we getting to a point where it is unpolitically correct <laughs> to refer to you as the chief? Yes, I think we've been there for a long time. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just you know in this day and age here we sit in yeah. 2021. You know sure. we all know how the how the things are going out there in the in the world and the political Sweet. climate, which is different from the you know the weather climate. But uh, so I I, w- I want to bounce a, a few alternative names off you guys. Say, you have and, a replacement. Yeah, okay, so I, I I made a couple of scribbles here while we were talking. Okay. Um, right. Do we like Top Dog? Top. I know you're a dog guy. Yeah, I'm a dog guy, but it's a it's a little you know it's a little tired. <laughs> Top dog. Okay. I'm trying to think of something with cars. Oh, that's. I was thinking more like uh, Prince. Prince. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, King Russell. Oh, well, that's about, not bad. How about like a Duke? Can you yeah, be like Duke. a Duke of? Duke All right. How do we feel about Duke of uh, Swatera Township? All right, how do we got? feel about big cheese? Because <laughs> you're a cheese ball. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You are a bona fide cheese ball. What about what about fast car Russell? Uh, it, well, I you know if you really want to go there, guys, my dream is always be Tornado Tom. Oh, there you go. Okay, Tornado Tom. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The die is now cast, um, but that would have been when you first started. When you were a little teeny weeny weather minnow, right, you right. should have done that. I know, I know, right? 
Because there's a meteorologist in Philadelphia, and in my opinion, he's not very good, but he's Glenn Hurricane Schwartz, Schwartz and right. everybody knows him as Hurricane Schwartz. Right. right. <laughs> but, you know, that was missed opportunity. Missed uh, opportunity. Well, well, wait, 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 guys, guys, wait, it's not over. You could still make this happen for me. <laughs> All you got to do is start using it. Just start saying I mean? tornado talk. Oh, I, thought, I thought I thought you were retiring at the end of this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you never know, Ed. <laughs> In this business, that's for sure. You never know, exactly. All right. Okay, so, so how do we feel about head honcho? It's you know, it's my only concern is what exactly is a honcho, and is that politically incorrect? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's why I just don't use terms if I don't know explicitly. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to Google what a honcho is because we don't want to offend any of our Spanish or Mexican friends either. Yeah, it kind of has that flair to it. Right? But honestly, my favorite. This is the one I wrote down. This is my favorite. But you have to wear the hat, and and you'll get this, Tom. <laughs> You have to wear the hat that Mr. Cunningham used to wear on Happy Days. I think you should become the Grand Poobah. <laughs> See, I'm not sure Ed even gets that reference, but uh, yeah. And could I have a, a, a tiny car, too? Yeah, to go with tiny it? car, right. Aren't they called a Fez? Is that what they're called? It's a Fez, yeah, yeah so. exactly, yeah. So I, 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 oh, I can hear Jasmine saying, it's like, yeah, sure. so let's send it over to Grand Poobah. Tom Russell. And you're wearing the hat? Come on, this man. Is, this is, That's good TV. These are the sound bites that need to be in the newscast because then Jasmine, I'm sure, will think. She always is is last minute to think of, of, of what would stick. So, I think uh, Grand Poobah fits, Steve. I think you've done it. All right. Okay. Well, we have babbled on entirely too much here. Uh, uh, enjoy your, your Mother's Day weekend, everybody. What You guys got big plans? Um, no, not really. My wife likes us to leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, that's a gift uh, in I, and of itself. Yes. Yeah, that's a gift. I do yeah. have plans on Sunday. Um, and here's what I'm doing. So, I'm you know I'm probably going to get up at a reasonable hour around nine o'clock. I'm going to you know have my breakfast, and then I'm going to sit on my couch and I'm going to uh, start forecasting for the Harrisburg Lancaster York area. <laughs> Wow. And then wow. I'm going to uh, put that forecast on television on right. 6, 10, and 11. So those are my Sunday plans. That's you ever done right. something like that before? Yeah, that differs from most of your Sundays, right, Ed? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, you go all out on Mother's Day, Ed, let me tell you. <laughs> well, you know, you can't plant any. You can't. I don't have anything to give her because I haven't been able to grow anything because you're not supposed to grow anything until <laughs> after go. Mother's Day. <laughs> Give her a cicada. My excuse every year. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a good son. All right. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Ed, Tom, this was fun. We got to do it more often. Hey, good hey, catching hey, up with you guys. Hey, Booba, did you forget already? <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, for Ed Russo, <laughs> Grand Pooba, Tom <Hey>. Russell, <laughs> this is Steve Knight. We appreciate you tuning in to another edition of It's Rating Mets. <laughs>